Have you ever considered that the way that you live your life is meant to fulfill God's word? But how can you fulfill his desires for your life if you aren't taking action? That's the subject of today's Dream Launcher podcast, where we're going to talk about being doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. It's time to turn your dream into bold action. As a Christ-centered coach and mentor to women changing the world, I firmly believe that we all have a gift given to us by God, and we are meant to share that gift with the world. Your gift was given to you to help make others' lives better. Let's turn your passion into an authentic and profitable business that reflects who you are at your core. Welcome to the Dream Launcher Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Ferrara. Many are familiar with James 1.22. In the New King James Version, it says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. I want to read it to you in the Passion Translation as well. It says, Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. How can you fulfill his desires for your life if you aren't taking action? Now, I know you're probably like I was many years ago, and I can still fall into this trap sometimes too, but you believe that you need to learn more before you can start taking action. Well, let me tell you that knowledge alone puffs up. I know you've heard that too. In the Amplified Bible, 1 Corinthians 8.1 says, Knowledge alone makes people self-righteous arrogant. It puffs up. But love that unselfishly seeks the best for others builds up and encourages others to grow in wisdom. Oh, that word wisdom. So what's the difference between wisdom and knowledge? Well, knowledge is information. I can read a book and I can gain knowledge. I can watch a video and gain knowledge. I can listen to a lecture or go to a seminar and gain more knowledge. Wisdom is taking that knowledge and putting it into action because the knowledge just makes me know more. But if I have things to do and I've been given charge by God to go do them, I need to take a step. I need to probably take several steps. I need to take action. And so do you. But when do you have enough knowledge to actually take that action? I would venture to guess that right now, you have enough to start. You might start messy. It might not be flawless, but flawless perfection is actually a lie to keep you frozen. I believe that perfectionism is something that the devil uses against us all the time. He makes us criticize what we've done. We make a video, we create a web page, you write an email to your list, and you question Did I say that right? Oh, I bet I should have done this. Oh, that was probably pretty awful. Or you you just nitpick at all the little things. I want you to shift your mindset in that and say, congratulations, I took action, even though it was messy, even though it may not have been perfect. And let's go ahead and just get perfect out of your vocabulary. Because there's so much more learning that happens when you actually do the thing. You learn while doing. So in this world and in your business, think of everything as on-the-job training. 
you're not going to get it right the first time. And you may have to be shown multiple times how to do it, whatever it is. But eventually, you're going to get it. And you're going to get good at it. For example, watching hours and hours of videos on how to build a website is not going to build your website. But watching those hours of videos, then taking the action, actually watching the video, pausing it, doing what they just did, unpausing it, watch the next step, pause it, do what they just did. That is action. That is the steps that you need to take in real time that's actually going to build your website. Coaching others through grief or how to eat healthy or how to invest their money might look and feel kind of awkward when you first start. You've got the knowledge up here and you know what you've been doing. How do you take that knowledge and the things that you've been doing personally and turn them into coaching somebody else and how to do that? It's not going to look pretty at the beginning and you're probably going to mess up and you're going to forget things. But if you go into it knowing that, then you won't let that stop you when it happens. You won't beat yourself up when it happens. You'll just acknowledge, oh, I forgot about this and reach back out to your client and share the information. It's really not that big of a deal. And your client will appreciate that you thought of them and decided to reach out and share what you forgot. It's not going to look bad. And don't let the enemy tell you it does. Don't. Don't let it stop you. You learn through doing. You improve through the doing. But it all starts with that first action. It all starts with setting out the proper intentions to your dream, breaking down all the goals that you want to achieve and the action steps to get there. Because it doesn't matter what knowledge you have or even what you've built on your website if you don't even know where you're going. We're going to dig into goals and vision today and how you take that vision and you turn it into goals and then break that down into the action steps that you need to take to actually make those dreams happen, make those goals happen, actually see your vision for your life happen before your eyes. But it takes action from you. It doesn't just take a vision board that you look at every day when you walk into your office or that you dream about, oh, this is what I want my life to look like. It takes more than that to make it happen. But those are great steps to start with. And I'm going to show you step by step today how I take my clients through this process to define their vision clearly, really get clear on the things that they want out of life and what they don't want. And then turning that into the goals that are going to make that happen, then those action steps that make the goals happen. Can I help you through that today? Will you follow along with me? If you are somewhere where you can actually sit down and write along with this, this is actually going to go step by step through several of the pieces that I go through with my clients. If you're not able to, then just listen along. Maybe save this episode for later and come back when you can also journal along with us. One of my favorite scriptures that always comes to mind when I get into creating my own vision for my life is Psalm 37, 4. And it's delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He connects the desires to your delight. 
it doesn't say that he will give you the desires, that if you give your desires to him, that he's just going to give you everything that you want. What it says is delight in him and he will give you your desires of your heart. I read that to say, basically, if I am connected with him, if I commune with him, if I delight in him, which I'm spending time with him and I'm excited about God, I spend time with the Holy Spirit and I'm praying and and I'm spending time with Jesus, that he's going to place desires in my heart that align with his. He's going to place dreams in my heart that align with my purpose on this earth. His purpose for me. And I know that that's true for you as well, that if you spend time with God, if you dream with Jesus, if you pray with the Holy Spirit, he is going to place desires in your heart that you never dreamed of, that you never thought of. You could have never come up with them on your own. They will just come to life within you and you'll have this fresh expectation and excitement about them. He will give you the desires of your heart. And then it's up to us to take action to make them happen. That's how we partner with God here on this earth. That's how we partner with him and his kingdom to bring his kingdom down here to earth is through us taking action on those desires that he's given us. Have you ever set goals, had life dreams, plans for the future? I bet you have. I know I started dreaming and making plans for the future when I was probably in elementary school, drawing pictures of mansions and (laughs) and drawing floor plans. And I know by, by middle school, I was cutting out pictures in brides magazines and putting together plans for weddings and dresses that I liked and this and that flower arrangements and all of that. We're built to dream. He gave us an amazing imagination that allows us to tap into that and to dream and to think about how things could be. Let's explore your dreams today. Or maybe you're like some of my clients who really struggle with dreaming. You know that you have some things that you want to do Or you just know that you were meant to do something, but you have no clue what it is. And you struggle with actually creating those dreams. I remember when I used to volunteer at a recovery home for women. This episode is actually built on a portion of the material that I used in that workshop. And I would be taking these women through these exercises to help them use their imagination first because we would sit down and we would talk about what we were going to do in that workshop. And there were so many of them that it broke my heart because they gave me just blank stares. It had been so long since they thought of anything past tomorrow or past today or past the next hour. They just couldn't even comprehend dreaming of their future and what it might look like, especially those who were very new to the program. So it was always exciting when we reached the end of the workshop and they began to put together their vision boards of what they had put, what they had dreamt, what they had worked through in this process. 
and see them actually dream again for the first time in a really long time, or maybe the first time ever. It is so beautiful to see that. And I've had that happen with some of my clients as well, that they just couldn't see past tomorrow. But they knew that they were meant to do something in this world bigger than what they were doing in this moment. I want you to allow yourself to be a little selfish here. And just like you go to the movies, I want you to suspend disbelief while we're talking today. You're going to step out of your comfort zone. You're going to step out of your current circumstances and dream about your best life, your ideal life. Many people associate goals and success with their career or with their work. That's usually the only place that people talk about it. You meet with your manager, you establish some SMART goals, and you get your employee review a year later and see if you met those goals. That's not what we're talking about here. Although that's a great area to set goals and we should always have something that we're reaching for and trying to strive for as far as bettering ourselves and and pushing ourselves to do something a bit more at work. Sure, but we should also have vision for our health, our family, our marriage, our spiritual life, our mental health. These are all areas that need their own goals, need their own action plan especially if there's a particular area that seems to be lacking. So those types of goals can take on many forms, like eating healthy or spending more intentional time with your family, making sure that you go on those date nights with your spouse. Uh, For me and my husband, it's going to the grocery store together. Actually, it's going to lunch together and then the grocery store together. And That's an intentional time. It sounds like a mundane thing to go to the grocery store, but we start with lunch. And so that's a date for me. (laughs) You know, we're very busy the rest of the week. So Sunday afternoons, we go to lunch together. And that's our time to look each other in the eye. The phones just sit there and we talk and we eat. And sometimes it's talking about making the grocery list. And sometimes it's what do we have going on the rest of the week or Right now, my husband's in a transition time. In a few months, he's going to be retiring from the military. So some of our conversations around what do we do around insurance and things like that. But the thing is that we're spending time one-on-one. We're spending time. There's not a TV. There's not, um, you know, a game going on. We're not at sports with my daughter. Those types of things. We're not distracted by those things. It's just one-on-one. We're looking face-to-face eating, enjoying each other's time. And that is something that I set in motion several years ago intentionally was to spend time alone with my husband. Because everything in our lives for many, many years revolved around sports and things with our daughter. Because it just does. So you have to be intentional. If we just wait until it accidentally happens, then it's not going to happen. But that is something that through similar exercises to what we're doing here today, that's something that I had put as a goal was intentional time, just one-on-one with my husband. So as I mentioned, this is something that doesn't just apply to work, even though that is where you see it most 
implemented is in your work environment. This is something that you need to take home and you need to make it very personal. So whether you're building a business that you're passionate about or taking a dream vacation is something that you have a goal for, we're going to help you get there today with these different exercises that we're going to do. There are many reasons to create vision for your life. First, it helps to clarify your dreams. Successful people are those who are clear with their goals and what they want to achieve in life, and they've written them down. They aren't just thoughts in their head, but they've actually written them down and taken time to think about them. They are specific. They are not pie in the sky, and they are not vague. They are very specific. It's not I just want to lose weight. It's I want to lose 15 pounds. When you are vague or unclear, how do you know when you've actually achieved it? When we create a plan and get very specific about it, our brain actually works in the background to make it happen. I'll give you an example of this that I'm sure you're familiar with. You're talking to a coworker about a TV show that you watched last night and you just can't remember the actor's name but it's one of your favorite actors. But in the moment you're describing this TV show, and this happens to me all the time because I don't keep any of this stuff in my head, but I can't remember the actor. I can't even remember the name of the show. I can tell you what it was about. I don't remember a single character's name, but I can remember that it was really good. (laughs) And, And I could probably tell you the plot, but not any of the details that help you then go watch that show. But then I get back to work. I turn my chair around get up back on the computer, typing away, doing my thing, have a couple of meetings, and bam, middle of the meeting, I remember the actor's name. So I got to write it down because that's me. I'm going to write it down so that when I'm off that call, <laughs> I can turn back around to my coworker and say, ah, I remembered. Has that ever happened to you? I'm sure it has. It happens to me all the time because those are not things that I keep in my head. My brain only has a certain amount of capacity And those types of things, it deems unimportant (laughs) and it does not hold on to them. But your subconscious, that's just one way to prove that your subconscious mind continues to work on it, even though your conscious mind has moved on. Your brain is still working hard in the background because you've given it a problem to solve and it wants to solve it. Your brain, that is what it wants to do is solve problems. And so you have left this open loop and it wants to close it. The same thing happens when we put our conscious thoughts to paper, when we make our goals, when we visualize what we want and that end result, and we visualize it with so much detail that we can feel it as if it's already happened. And when we do that, our brain works even harder to make it a reality because at that point, it's like it thinks it's real already. And It needs the rest of our life to line up and it works really hard to get us there. Second, creating a written vision creates better intention. Everything starts with an idea in somebody's head. Then it manifests in the world through their actions. From cars to iPhones and satellite radio, it all started with a thought. It all started with something in their brain that got a picture or an idea or a question, what if, and then they move forward with that thought. Let me ask you this. 
Have you ever watched the Olympics? And whether it's a world-class gymnast or a freestyle skier, you see them preparing for their competition by going over their routines in their head. They always show it when they're about to go and you see them on the sidelines. Like I think about some of our amazing gymnasts that we have here in the USA and you see them on the side of the mat. They're about to do their routine. The person's going before them and they're not paying attention to what they're doing. They're over there on the side and they're making little movements with their body and you see their head. They are going through their routine in their head and their body almost can't tell the difference because their brain is so intent on what it's doing. They are visualizing every twist and turn, every jump and every landing. And then their body works really hard through the whole routine to make it actually happen that way once they step on the mat. That's what this type of visioning does for you in your life. It's the same thing. It's taking that vision of what you want and how you want it and getting your brain so in tune to it that it can't help but make it happen. And lastly, the process of creating your vision unleashes your inner potential. As you create your vision for your best life, you set aside all of your current limitations. Money is no object. Current education and training doesn't matter. Where you live, how you currently eat, your current weight, your current income, none of it matters because you're designing a life that you want and you have to set all of that aside because you don't want to limit yourself. You are not bound by the restrictions of your current world and it is so freeing to create a vision like that. But this allows you to dig deep and set aside expectations of others. You get to release your mind and really hone in on your passions and your desires and what is really important to you, setting aside all expectations of the outer world. Anybody in your family, your husband, your mom, anybody else who has all of these expectations of you, put all that aside. And be selfish in this moment to what you want. Because I know and have experienced and have witnessed in others that when we actually align our lives to that, when we align, it's not saying that we're going to ignore in the end other people's needs. However, when you are aligned to what God wants you to do, everybody else kind of has to get in line too. It may not be easy in the beginning, but when they recognize your passion and your determination to follow what God has told you to do and to take action on it, they can't help but step aside and watch. Some, of course, are going to be cynical and they may be rooting for you to lose. But hopefully, the people that really matter in your life are going to be rooting for you to win. They're going to be on God's side. I believe in you. I believe in your potential and the exciting plans that God has for you. He wants to bless you. He wants you to succeed and prosper. When I work with my clients through this process to get clear on their goals and create their action plan, there are specific steps that I take them through. And 
It's what really creates that cohesive vision. First, we prepare for your vision. Second, we design the life that you really want. And third, we turn that vision into actionable goals for success. So let's break it down. Step one is preparing for your vision. Before you start dreaming and imagining what your life will look like, it's really important to do an assessment of your current life. Let's simply step back and take a look at it. What do you really want? You might be able to name one or two things off the top of your head almost immediately. But what about some of those unknown things, those unknown desires, or some of those things that you've just accepted or part of your life that you don't even consider changing anymore because it just seems irrelevant at this point, or like it's never going to happen, so why bother thinking about it anymore? My clients go through a journaling exercise, and in this exercise, in this process, they uncover how they feel about their life right now. They journal through a specific set of questions to help them identify the truth of their current state. Truth of their current state. You've got to be brutally honest through this process. They start by rating certain areas of their life from one to five. One being not so great and five being awesome. These areas include family, spirituality, career, physical fitness, habits, and a few others. After you rate these areas in your life, it's time to get honest with yourself. Like I said, it's time to be brutally honest. Looking over those ratings, identify which areas you want to grow in or where you want to make improvements this year. Don't try to tackle them all at once. That will just totally overwhelm you and you're going to just give up because if you try to tackle all five or six or eight areas of your life at once, it's just too much change and it's too many things to try to keep up with. What was I doing here? What was I doing? You're going to give up. It's going to become too much. So really hone in on the most important things, the ones that stand out the most or the one that surprised you the most that maybe you thought it was okay, but when you really analyzed it on that one to five scale, you're like, man, I guess it could be a lot better. So those areas that surprised you are probably some pretty good ones to start with. Then what I want you to do is write a short statement, just one or two sentences about what you just learned about those things, about those areas of your life. How does it make you feel? It's important to acknowledge this reality and, and how it makes you feel just from the aspect of recognition. So it helps you solidify what's important. And if there is anything that surprised you, then make sure you write about that. Why did it surprise you? What did you think? What, what was your initial thought? And then when you really said, no, let me get honest about this. What was the end result? And what was the gap there? What was the difference between that first thought and where when you said, no, let me really think about it? What caused that gap? I think those are great areas to get curious about because it's going to help you in the long run in creating the life that you do want. If you can understand some of those areas that you maybe weren't recognizing could use some, some a little extra support. And it's amazing what you can learn about yourself and discover when you just take some time to really get quiet and ponder and to pray about it and decide to be honest with yourself or decide, 
I'm not sure. I don't know if this is okay. And then pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit, is this an area that could use some improvement? And ask him for some details if he says yes. Step two, design the life you really want. Now that you've evaluated your current, where you currently are in your life, you're prepared to now take that and look forward and create a powerful vision that will propel you into the action you'll need this year. The first time I did this level of vision planning was back in 2015. I was at a regional training for a network marketing company that I was in, and I wish I could remember the name of the trainer so that I could give her proper credit, but she had us take about 10 minutes to write out our ideal day, writing out what it would look like if we could spend that day doing it the same thing every day over and over and over again. What did success, what was a great day? What was a successful day? What did that look like for us? That day would be something you'd want to put on repeat day after day because it would encompass all of the important things that you wanted every single day within your life and within your business. And it was August 2017 when I realized I was living that life that I had journaled out two years before. It was actually pretty crazy. After taking my daughter to school, I spent the morning working with my within my business and I had lunch with a friend. And then early that afternoon, I had a ministry meeting. And I remember it like it was yesterday because I realized it after I was sitting in the parking lot waiting to pick my daughter up after school. I was sitting there and it just hit me. Bam. This is that day. I just had that day. I just had that day. <laughs> And I remember I had this huge smile when Bailey got in the car and we rushed home so that she could get a snack and change before we got her to soccer practice. A few of the details were different, but the intent, the overall vision, spot on, spot on. I was no longer in the network marketing business, but I was in my coaching business. And so still spent the morning working on my business and had lunch with a friend and had the ministry meeting early afternoon and then was in the car line to pick Bailey up. Well, not the car line, the parking lot. <laughs> it was exactly what I had planned out as far as the overall intent to be there for my daughter, to be present, to be available, to be present in my business, that it wasn't something I was doing at midnight. It was something that was my primary thing. It was the main thing during the day. And to be working within my ministry. And being able to meet with women and help them out of really difficult situations and thought processes. And to help them find freedom through prayer and with the Holy Spirit. And let Jesus heal some of those deep, deep wounds within their soul. It was the best thing ever to be able to be in those moments, to be able to live those days, day after day after day. Now, I didn't have a ministry meeting every single day. I did work on my business every day, Monday through Friday. But overall, for a majority of the days, what I had written out was what I did. It was what I got to do for five years. 
absolutely loved it. The things change and goals change and priorities change. So my life right now looks a little bit different than that. But I was there during those really important years when my daughter needed me to be there. Now I can look back at that and I can say that is exactly what I needed for those years. It's exactly what our family needed for those years. And it's pretty miraculous to me that I had written it out on a couple of sheets of paper that at this point are pretty worn from reading over it multiple times and flipping back to it. It's pretty awesome. I know that if you really put your heart into this, you can have that too. I can't tell you the time. I can't tell you how long it will take. I know it's not instant. It took two years before my vision came, became reality fully. It was worth the wait. Are you ready to create yours? It starts with identifying what you don't want. Reflect on those top three areas that you've already identified that need some support this year. And think about in those areas, what are the things you don't want anymore or want less of? Sometimes you can't eliminate it altogether, but maybe you want less of it. Get specific here. Some examples from my clients are, I don't want to feel poor, like I'm just getting by all the time. Or I don't want to gain any more weight. Or I don't want credit card debt. Those are some pretty big don't wants. But they're not impossible to achieve. Once you've taken some time in your three er two to three areas, then you've written down some things. Okay, well, I don't want this, and I don't want that, and I don't want this, and I don't want that. Now you're going to flip the script a bit, and you're going to turn those negatives I don't wants into statements that are more positive, that are an I want intention. So I'm going to use those same three examples that I just gave you, and um, we're going to flip them around. So instead of saying, I don't want to feel poor, like I'm just getting by all the time, we're going to say, I want to feel secure in my finances. That feels very empowering, doesn't it? And instead of, I don't want to gain any more weight, I want to feel good in my clothes. And what about that credit card debt one? I don't want any more credit card debt either. So I want to be debt free. Now for each of those I want statements, it's really helpful to go beyond the statement and attach some meaning to each one. What would it mean to you to be secure in your finances? What would it mean to you to achieve the goal? What would it mean to you? How would you feel if you were no longer overweight or no longer in debt? How would you feel if you always knew you had enough money in the bank? Okay, so now that you've identified the things that you don't want and you've turned those into things that you want, we're going to take some time now and, and what I want you to do is actually now you're going to write out your ideal day. So now that you know what you don't want and what you do want, you're going to take that and you're going to build a very detailed description. And I'm thinking more less from the terms of the statements themselves and more from the feelings and the emotions and the achievement. Okay. 
What does it mean to you? How does it feel? What does it say about you? Now, there are some ground rules here. Don't write this as a vacation day or some other very special occasion. This is not the day that you got to meet your favorite actor or author or some other famous person. This is an ordinary day of the week. This is a day that you would want to have four or five times a week. That most of your week looks like this day. If you think back to my day that I just described to you a little bit ago, it was not an extraordinary, overwhelming, amazing, exciting day. It was very ordinary. I got up. I got my daughter up for school. I took her to school. I worked in my business. I worked on my business. I had lunch with a friend. I had a ministry meeting. And then I picked my daughter up from school. And we went to soccer. And then we had dinner. And we went to bed. (laughs) That was basically it. But it's the feelings... It's the other part. It's not the actual activities. What did the what does that day mean to me? I described that to you. I got to be present for my daughter. I got to be present in my business. It wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't something that got done after everybody was asleep and I was dead tired, but I knew I still needed to create social media posts and write an email. It got all of my attention. And so did the person I met with in the ministry meeting. She got all of my attention. It wasn't after a long day when I'm tired and I'm hungry and I just want to get out of there because I want to go home and I want to eat and want to go to bed. (laughs) She got all of my attention, fresh, still with energy. That's what was important. Not the activity itself, necessarily. So as you're writing this vision for your ideal day, keep that in mind. It's what does it mean? What does it say about you? What does it mean to your heart? Those are the things that matter more than the details. So include some of that in the description. I didn't do that in my first one, but I learned to do that later to really put the feelings, almost the feelings and the smells and where was I and things like that. It, it has that, that impact that gets your brain thinking that it's real. <laughs> I know as Christians that we want to ensure that we are aligned with what God wants for us. It is why I encourage you to pray through this whole process, especially checking your motives for some of the things that you want or that you want to achieve. What's the reason behind it? Because let me tell you this, and this really doesn't have anything to do with with the Christian aspect of it, because this is just a reality, whether you're a believer or not. Money is never enough motivation. The promise of the money may get you started, but it will not keep you going through the hard times, through the times when you have no clients, 
or for, through the times that you do have to stay up late getting the work done for the client, the money is not going to be the motivation. The why you're doing it in the first place is the motivation that will keep you going. That even though you may cry yourself to sleep because once again you launched your, your class, you launched your webinar and nobody signed up and you did it anyway to an empty room basically. And then you got off and you cried because nobody showed up. What kept you going was not the promise of the money, the sales. What kept you going was the hope of the life you want to live. And that is the only thing that will keep you going. So that's why I say check your motives. If money truly is the only reason you're doing something, you have the wrong reason. You are in the wrong business. <laughs> you have the wrong intention. Money is an awesome byproduct of what we get to do in this life. Money is definitely needed to run our businesses. Money is needed to donate to, to charitable causes, to keep them running and keep them moving forward, to keep them supporting the people that they support. Money is necessary. I'm not saying it's not, but money is not motivation. Before we move on to step three, I just want to say if any of these tips so far are helping you or you've had some aha moments already, would you share this with somebody that maybe could use it as well or just go give it a thumbs up on YouTube? Something that will help others see this also because if you're getting impacted, somebody else probably needs to hear it too. And I want this to be heard by as many people as possible, not for my personal gain, but because I know the information is powerful. And it's not about the knowledge, it's the wisdom of implementation. And that's what's missing in so many businesses. And that's what's missing in so many dreams is that they are still dreaming and not acting. Go hit the like button, give it a thumbs up, share it with somebody, share it on Facebook, get the word out. It's time to take action on your dreams in 2024. All right, we're going to finish strong with step number three, turning your vision into actionable goals for success. This is the part where it all comes together. You've built a beautiful vision for your life, your day-to-day, -day, your ideal day, something that honors God and something that honors who you are and what you want out of life. And you know what? God honors action. So let's create your action plan now. What do you mean, create the action plan? Well, step number one, you're going to, at least for a week, mm, two weeks is even better, every day, read that ideal vision. Keep that. Write it down. Hopefully you wrote it down already. If not, go back and write it. I know it already started to form in your head as I was talking, because I know that's how my brain works too when I'm listening to things and I'm driving or whatever, and I can't write it down right now, it's already going through my head. Take some time as soon as you can and go write that vision, make it plain on paper, and then read it every single day for at least two weeks. Now, before we create the action plan, we have one more step with those same don'ts and wants, right? <laughs> I don't want and I do want statements. So we're going to turn those into positive actions now. So we took a, a negative statement of a, I don't want, and we turned it into a positive statement, and I do want. Now we're going to take that, that 
that intention of what we want and you're going to turn it into an action. So using those same examples, let me run through what that might sound like. So for, I want to feel financially secure. The action statement may be, I will establish at least a $200 cushion in my budget and save toward my $1,000 emergency fund. That's a great action. It's something I know I can measure for not wanting to gain any more weight. And then we said, I will eat healthy, right? So the action then is I will prepare healthy meals for at least four out of seven days of the week. And then for no more credit card debt, I will create and follow a plan to pay off at least one credit card by January next year. It's an actionable plan. It's measurable. I will know in January of next year if I have achieved it. I will know before then if I have achieved it. There is something I can measure. Even with the meal plans, there is something I can measure. Four out of seven days, I'm going to cook something very healthy. It's a great start. Is it going to help you like lose all the weight in two months? No, because that's not the goal. You want to establish a new lifestyle. So a new lifestyle says, I'm going to cook healthy meals, right? Instead of eating out or just doing something out of a bag from the freezer section at the grocery store. These are intentional actions that will help you achieve those things you want. So be specific. Actual numbers and deadlines make it more likely that you will actually achieve the goal. If I just say I want to lose weight, I could do that tomorrow. Because I don't know about you, but when I step on the scale, it's different every day. And I might be two pounds up today and three pounds down tomorrow and one pound up the next day and then one pound down the next day. So if I've lost a pound tomorrow, I've achieved my goal. Well, is that accurate? Absolutely not. And if you've been in any of my workshops, you know I use that example all the time because it's so um, pointed. (laughs) It gets the point across. You have to have a number. Something measurable, not just, I want to lose weight. Okay, so that's an easy example. If you're saving an emergency fund, maybe it starts with moving $50 into a savings account each paycheck. So you're going to take those actual numbers. You're going to create a plan that must be specific. That's the thing about action. You, Your action plan must be specific or you will never know when you can actually check the box that it's been accomplished, when you can mark through it on your to-do list, you won't know unless you have something you can measure. Now, once you have those positive actions to achieve your goals, break them down even further into some smaller steps that you're going to take. If you're saving for emergency fund, remember, To be financially secure, we are going to save $1,000 in our emergency fund like Dave Ramsey tells you to, right? So saving an emergency fund, maybe it starts with moving $50 of every paycheck into a savings account. To prepare healthy meals takes planning. So decide when you're going to make your plan for each week. Choose the recipes, make your grocery list, and then stick to the plan. You get the idea. You're going to take it into very specific, actionable steps. So you have your big action, and then you're going to take it of how am I going to achieve that big action? 
one of the examples that I can give you from my own personal goals of getting stronger in the word from a spiritual goal. So I had my spirituality and I knew that I wanted it to improve. I wanted to do better. I wanted to have a closer relationship with God. And mainly I wanted to know the Bible better. And so that action plan wasn't just, I'm going to read the Bible, but it was, I'm going to read three sections of the Bible every day. Those are the things that make a difference because I can measure that. I can say, did I do it? This is setting clear intention for your life, for what you know you want to do, what you know you want to achieve, and where you know you need to improve just because you scored it kind of low in your scoring earlier. And so, and you know you want it better. It It's important to you. It has some priority. So you now have specific actions that you're committed to that align to what's important to you. I'd love to hear what your goals are. What did you set as your intentions for 2024? Leave a comment on YouTube and share that with, with me. I'd love to know. We'd love to cheer you on. The whole community would love to be able to cheer you on. So go make it public and it'll help solidify for you in your own mind that you have set this intention as you make that public and what your goals are for this year. As I hope you've seen, this isn't your typical vision board workshop where we're just randomly finding things in magazines and sticking them on a board and hoping that they just show up in our mailbox. Not happening here. This is aligned with what God intends for you in your life and the things that you desire that he's placed in your heart. Start 2024 off with an intention that is aligned with God's desire for your life. I think it's so important to start your year this way, and it will really change the trajectory of 2024 for you. Intentionally design the life you want, set goals for your future, and take action. If you're enjoying the Dream Launcher podcast, I'd love to know, would you give us a follow and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify? And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the Empowered Creativity Coach channel and hit that bell so you don't miss the next episode.